Welcome to Theological Grazing. If I'm ambitious enough, I'm going to include uh, a little bit of a, a clip from the movie I'm going to talk about at the beginning of this, a little audio clip. My guess is that I won't. <laughs> My guess is that I won't be that ambitious. And so you won't hear it. But you can go and look this up. I'm pretty sure that you can find this scene. I think I found it on YouTube. Uh, this is a scene from the movie The Grapes of Wrath from from 1940. It's a great film. It's, it's a great film. I highly recommend that you go and find it. My wife and I watched it fairly recently. We watched it when we were on vacation um, earlier this year. And uh, it may be one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. That's how much I liked it. And I enjoy The Grapes of Wrath, the story. Um, I really like John Steinbeck and um, have really uh, loved his novels over the years. So I was maybe predisposed in that way to like it, although very often you don't like the movie that the book comes from. But this is in 1940, and they do this this version of The Grapes of Wrath. It's, oh, yeah. There's so much that... I'd be interested in talking about from this film, but what I want to talk about today is is this scene right near the beginning. There's this character named Muley, and um, they f- find him kind of hiding in this in this house that's not his, and uh, they they kind of ask what's going on. And everybody's been run out of their homes, and everybody's homes are being bulldozed because the banks and these large corporations have realized that instead of having poor tenant farmers out on the land, it's more cost effective and there's a larger profit if they just send a couple of guys with tractors. And now that they have the technology 
um, with this, you know, kind of ever, ever moving technological industrial revolution, they can now remove all these families that have been on these places for generations and, and actually make more money for themselves by having just a handful of men operate the land. I despise this for so many reasons. <laughs> this is so much of this is just something that I am uh, talking about. And you've, you've heard me, if you've listened to this podcast for any length, talk about industrialization and, and some of my uh, feelings about it and the technological revolution. I think there's a lot of good in these things. I also think that there's a lot of, a lot of terrible and horrible things that have come about because of it. And so I, you know, watching this, I have all my sympathies are with these characters <laughs> that are run out of their their homes by banks, multinational corporations, and the you know the the crushing, destructive force of the technological industrial revolution. <laughs> and so, I'm predisposed to love this already. Uh, but Muley gives a story of of what happened to him, where he was standing on his land, and this man comes up with a tractor to bulldoze him, to send him out. And he uh, picks up his gun and uh, he says, like, I'm going to shoot you if you keep coming. Like, if you if you try to take this land from me, he says, my father worked this land and I worked it with him and I was born here and he was born here. And my father, and my grandfather are buried here. And and there's all this family love and connection to this place, to this work. And you're just taking away all of it. You're destroying a generation of a family just because you make a little bit more money. So he said, he pulls out his gun. He says, like, if you come any closer, I'm going to shoot you. The guy in the tractor says, I, I mean, if you shoot me, you know, that they're, they're just going to send somebody else. It's not going to stop anything. All right. He says, well, then I'll shoot them. He says, well, what about, you know, you know, it's not, it's not their fault. We didn't, we didn't make this decision. It's, well, who is it? Well, it's the banks. Okay, well, I'm going to go to the bank and I'll shoot them. <laughs> and, you know, he just keeps saying, well, no, it's not really them. It's also, you know, all of these other reasons and all these other people. And and he finally gets to the point where Muley says, well, who do we shoot? Or, well, who do I shoot? Or some, something like that. Maybe, maybe I'll uh, find the clip so that you can hear it at the beginning of this episode. Who do we shoot? Who do I shoot? And that might sound, you know, kind of scary to, you know, the modern ears that are are fearful of, of violence of any kind. I'm not condoning that. But that statement is so profound in the modern world where all responsibility has been removed from people people don't face responsibility for their decisions. You are regularly put up against large corporations, industries, political organizations, where there's not a person that can be held accountable. And there likely isn't even people in general. And people even in their workplaces have been removed from a place where their personal loyalties and responsibilities lie with their work. And so it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter how, how um, good they are, what, you know, how well they do their job, because in the end they still get paid. They still do fine. 
I've talked about this before in terms of something that Matthew Crawford says in Shop Classes Soulcraft, where he talks about how the modern mechanic, you know, most people as they deal, especially with, with dealers, you know, you go to the dealership and you, when you need a, your car fixed, you talk to somebody at the desk who has no, they're never going to, you know, deal with your car. They're not involved. And you never actually meet or talk to or see the mechanic. You don't deal with them at all. And so if that mechanic does a bad job, there's no way for you to get to them. And this is even more true when, when you add into it something like a dealership that is a multinational corporation where um, really the people that are making the decisions on how to do things and why to do things a certain way are not even they're not even close to somebody that you will ever talk to. You'll never interact with them. There, there's never a personal connection. And because of that, there's not a personal responsibility for what's going on. In extreme cases, this happens where people just do whatever they're told because it's not on them, right? They can blame somebody else. They can say it's somebody else's responsibility. The problem is we've set up systems in the modern industrial era where nobody is ultimately responsible or everybody can obfuscate in some way. And this is a problem Muley faces. Who do I shoot? Right? If somebody's trying to take my land, destroy my life and my family, kick us out in such a way that probably we're all going to die. Who, who do I shoot? Who do I fight back against? Who do I talk to? Who do I do? Like, how do I change this? But nobody is there. There's nobody to talk to. There's nobody that is ultimately responsible. There's a faceless multinational corporation or multinational bank or, or a governmental system that is totally unaccountable to you and what you would want or what you would do or your say or your life. They don't care. They don't care about you. This is one of the dangers of removing responsibility, but this also presents, I think, a tremendous opportunity for us in our day because it makes taking responsibility a radical act, a strikingly radical act. When you take responsibility for how you live, what you do, when you take responsibility for providing for yourself and your family and taking care of others, when you go beyond that to care for people in your community, in your church, your neighbors, when you begin to take on responsibility in such a way where you don't say, why isn't the government doing this? Why isn't you know somebody doing something about this? Why isn't you just complain all the time? Instead, you actually do something. You accomplish things, you build things, you do something to fix the problems in front of you and in front of other people. And when you do that, I think power and authority and influence will flow to you. I think taking on responsibility is, is such a massively um, undervalued action that if you start to do this, it will be incredible. You imagine in this movie scene if, you know, Muley's confronted with this man who's going to destroy his whole life, his family's life, likely lead to their deaths, their suffering. 
And if this man had just taken the responsibility to say, no, I'm not going to do this. Now somebody else probably would have come along and done it, right? Somebody would have, and it, you know, and I don't know how accurate this is to things that happened during the, the era the Graves of Wrath is set in, in the, you know, Depression era and, and uh, the, the Dust Bowl and those sorts of things. But nonetheless, if others would have taken responsibility to say, no, this is not right and we're not going to let this happen, things would have been different, right? A lot of the tragedy that takes place wouldn't have taken place. And that's true in so many different areas of life. If you just take some responsibility, not just for um, your own things either, but look to take responsibility to help others. I think doing that will become an incredible witness and an incredible opportunity for you to gain power and authority and influence. Well, that's all, folks. If you can help me out, rate and review this podcast, share it with a friend, go ahead and email me if you have any questions. We're out.